to the Girl You Crazy podcast, where I'm your host, Miss Couture Diva. And guess what? We're going to get right into it. So I ask you, do you know a narcissist? Do you know what narcissism is? Well, I have a beloved family member and friend, one of my bestest friends, <clears throat> and favorite, favorite, favorite family members. On a small little panel with me, we're going to have a discussion about it, okay? So, welcome you all. My cousin Lorenzo. Say hello, hello. How you all doing? <laughs> all right, so, Lorenzo, tell my audience a little bit about yourself. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> besides the obvious cousin, um, you know, just, you know, just a regular guy. Um you know, that has gone through a couple things here and there, you know, throughout life and all. Uh, we've all, we've had discussions and things about this in the past and um, being able to sit and realize there's a lot of things that has gone on. Um, it gave us an opportunity to be able to talk about it. So um, we're here today to be able to discuss it. So there's been this word that goes around kind of frequently, the word narcissist, the word narcissism. A lot of people kind of feel that just because they're ex or something like that, they just call them a narcissist. And that's not true of every person. Just because someone treats you bad does not mean that they're a narcissist. So we're going to jump right into it. Um, right. So what is a narcissist? Uh, well, like you said, it gets thrown a lot thrown around a lot in society. Um, everybody's quick to just dismiss people without getting a chance to know them. Um, and before I even go into it any further, um, just a disclaimer that I'm not a health professional. I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not somebody that's on here trying to give uh, medical or clinic, yeah, clinical right. diagnoses or anything like that. Right. Uh, this, this is just... Things that you can just look up on the internet yourself, um, but you know, I I've been brought on to try to package it together so you can have a very um, general, but you know, a little bit with a description of what it is. So, um, right. with that being said, uh, a narcissist mm -hmm. effectively is uh, it could be male or female um, mm -hmm. who suffers from one of several types of personality disorders. Uh, in which there's um, several different things going on, and such as an inflated sense of their own importance, uh, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, troubled relationships, which uh, troubled personal relationships, and a lack of empathy for others. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I, even though I'm almost 40 years old, I never really knew what a narcissist was. You know, you hear the term, as I said earlier, you hear the term and you're kind of just like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But my, my own personal experience, and let's, let's make this across the board. A person that is a narcissist, can obviously have any relationship. So you can have a narciss narcissistic parent, 
<laughs> a narcissistic right. boss, a narcissistic um, spouse or significant other. So mm-hmm. um, it, it goes across the board, you know. So I, I've often seen people speak of it when it comes to their significant other. Um, I've seen it when it comes to, um, I've heard people speak of it about their parents. So can you tell us some signs of narcissism? Uh, Absolutely. Um, There's there's a book that's called the DSM-5. Um, And what that book is, that basically is a book on personality disorders um, that you can be able to pick up at a library and read for yourself or look at it online uh, to do your own research on it. But um, what it talks about is that there's nine signs of when a person can be looked at as potentially um, being narcissistic. And again, we're not going to run around here just diagnosing or just pointing the finger at everybody right Um, but the signs are a grandiose sense of self-importance preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success power brilliance beauty or ideal love a belief that they're special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions, a need for excessive admiration, a sense of entitlement, interpersonally exploitative behavior, a lack of empathy, envy of others or a belief that others are envious of them, and a demonstration of arrogant and haughty behaviors or attitudes. And what the book talks about is usually when there's about five of these things that there could potentially be um, narcissism involved. Um, And again, um, this isn't a way to say, okay, you're going to diagnose anybody. Obviously, clinical professionals would be able to do such a thing. But for your own knowledge, once you start putting pieces together for yourself this gives you um a little basis of things to be able to look out for over the course of time because usually you never see this right away um there's still right. being able to hide things so you have to give them the test of time right <laughs> and that my friends is sometimes the culprit time good old time mm-hmm. i prefer now that i'm getting older i prefer to just ask jesus look is this the one or not <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to relationships <laughs> mm-hmm. let's just you know avoid the whole time the timetable of it and be mm-hmm. like okay jesus is this the one because and you know i'm very transparent uh, when it comes to my experiences, experience with narcissism, I've only experienced experienced it in a relationship twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the first one, I did not know that they were a narcissist. 
because at that time I didn't know what really narcissism was. Um, but the second time I experienced narcissism, uh, it was very much more uh, grandiose, I will say. And uh, it, it, it very much had a more negative effect. It, it, it was very pronounced. Um, I will say that in that last relationship, when I was talking to the person, one of the things that they did say when we were talking in the beginning, uh, you know how you're talking with someone you're trying to get to know and, you know, you ask oh, you know, about the exes or whatever. And mm -hmm. it seemed like the exes were the problem. Right. All the exes. Every single right. ex was the problem. Um, and then, they, And then they also said that they had been called a narcissist. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I wish, <laughs> I so wish at that time, I would have delved into that comment when they said that, that they had been mm -hmm. called a narcissist in the past before, because maybe I would have not been in that relationship as long as I was and suffered what I did. <laughs> um, but yes, it was very much, and they very much, ex they very much had over five of those signs. Very much over five of those signs. So, um, yeah, it, it was definitely a experience. And then also, too, um, I would like you to talk about some of the phases, the phases of narcissism. Um, you okay. know, we've heard of love bombing, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um and some people don't even know what exactly that means. So uh, explain the phases of narcissism and, sure. and why, why us people that are empathetic and healers <laughs> fall into their trap. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of times, um, and if, if you want, you could take it biblically. Um, it's more, it's like a Jacob and Esau situation okay. where... Um, Esau was supposed to be, he, since he was the firstborn, he was supposed to receive the blessing. Um, right. And scripture talks about uh, Jacob was actually holding on to Esau's leg when he was being birthed out. So Correct. he was trying to be able to get up and get forward ahead of time, um, mm -hmm. even in the beginning, um, where Esau lost the blessing because the firstborn was supposed to receive it. Uh, he lost it because of hunting and he was famished. Mm -hmm. And so his brother, of course, which was the schemer, came and said, well, hey, you know, I could be able to uh, give you some give you some soup. And in in return, hey, why don't you go ahead and give me that blessing of yours? The blessing right. has a lot of power. It has mm -hmm. a lot of uh, benefits to it. Um but Esau didn't value it. He didn't, um, he didn't know what it really was or really didn't even care about what it was because his needs were immediate. And so mm -hmm. he ended up trading away something that was of the utmost importance for something that was the equivalent of alphabet soup, you know, 
don't even have no meat in it. It's just broth, letters, and life for the most part. Right. So, um, so when you get into the the phases, um, you have to understand that there's that same type of switch there that you have the the care, you have the um, the the light but you don't recognize it. You don't have any value within yourself. You don't have any sense of importance. Now, you know that you can get out here and maybe make money or you have intelligence or this, that, and the other, but you don't have a sense of self. So you're looking for validation because of maybe some insecurities and things of what you've had coming up and you want someone to complete you. So when they come along and see all of that, it's that switch that occurs. And the way it happens is through the three phases. Uh, the first phase is idealization, uh, which includes that term love bombing or what you were talking about. Basically, mm-hmm. love bombing is doing too much too soon. So right. an example would be um, a woman who's being pursued by a guy and going over and above and beyond to show the affection Um sweeping them off the feet very, very early on. You got to see it like him, a bank robber. Him so, saying, I love you in two weeks. Exactly. exactly. Seven days. Yeah. Right, right. Without getting a chance to know you. Um, right. And of course, there's there while they're doing all this, they're studying you. They're huh. learning what you like, learning what makes you tick, learning what huh. makes you mad and upset, learning what you, what you do and don't tolerate, so on and so forth. Learning how you react to certain things. Um, So all of this, not only is the love bombing of showering you with extravagant gifts or um, uh, sweeping you off your feet in terms, right, right. Great attention, Uh which you're sucking it up. You're like, okay, this is, this is what I've always wanted. This is my soulmate, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. So this is your soulmate. They they understand you. They completely they understand you. know you. everything about you. In right. reality, all they're do all they're doing is just mimicking who you are back to you. <laughs> okay. So once that happens, and once they get into getting your trust, to getting your love, to getting your heart, that's when the devaluation happens. And when mm-hmm. the devaluation happens, there's a lot of various things that come across. Um, There's usually what's known as the seven levels of disrespect. Uh, There's a famous author that talked about that. Uh, The first first stage is where you get into combativeness, where there's always some little combative form of, I don't really wanna do this, I don't wanna do that. Then you get into slick comments then you get into oh, we know those <laughs> exactly. You know things that'll try to cut you down, real, real, real smooth with it. Right, um, and then, and then the, oh, it's a joke. Mm-hmm, I'm exactly, just exactly. When they do things like that, that's called gaslighting. Yeah, there you go. When they met, there was actually a movie called Gaslight, where um, it was an old movie back in like the like the early like say 30s, 40s, maybe 50s or 60s. Where okay. it was, it was a husband who he was gaslighting his wife um, in order, or basically making her go crazy. Um, for one minute she's thinking this way, oh no, no, that's not what 
what really happened. It was this, all the while was setting her up to get killed so that he could be able to get an inheritance from her mm. and trying to make her out to be crazy when in fact she wasn't. And the way she mm -hmm. did that, the way he did that was he would always, um, the lights back then were um, operated by gas. So they would turn the gas, he would turn the gas down in order to make the light go dim. And she's thinking, mm -hmm. okay, wait a minute. Um, this isn't what it is. Oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. No, that's not what it is. It's really this. But he would be mm -hmm. purposely doing it little by little to mm -hmm. chip away and cut, and cut her down. Um, mm -hmm. That's what happens in devaluation. After the insults comes um, going to do loud talking by, um, behind your back going to your girlfriends or to your guy friends and talking about, you know, personal business behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, the next thing will be, or maybe post it. The next thing after that is they're going to do it in your face in public so that everybody can be able to see it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right and after that. that one... Go ahead. Right after that comes, they're going to sleep with someone else because they've whittled you down so much and have effectively lost a lot of respect for you. So next thing you know, they're going to sleep with someone else. Mm -hmm. Right after they do that, then they're going to set you up to be stabbed, shot, killed, assaulted, so on and so forth. You don't even mm -hmm. want to get to these particular types of levels. If you let it get that far, away then that says more about you than it does them um but that's sure. some of the form of disrespect of what you'll be facing um sure. potentially in your relationships um they're always going to put you down in front of the kids in front of uh co-workers in front of everybody else they're going to put you down behind the scenes but in public they're going to put on these airs of everything's so great i'm doing perfect but you know, they got these shortcomings over here or, you know, or they'll go to your, you'll, they'll go to your kids and say, oh, well, you know how your father is or you know how your mother is all to mm -hmm. paint themselves as an air of superiority while painting you as this low mm -hmm. level person is villain. Exactly. Mm -hmm. While okay, they're well, devaluing you, they're love bombing and idealizing somebody else. Somebody else. Exactly. Pre preparing for a new supply, as exactly as, as been called. Exactly. Okay. And there's multiple sources of supply, too. There's a primary, secondary, tertiary. There's always one primary. Um, the primary is the one that's going to be devalued. Okay. The primary one is the one going to go through the devaluation. The secondary and tertiary ones are going to get the uh, the love bombing or the 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 flirtatious acts or the um the emotional affairs and things of that nature and then right after that is the discard that's when they've mm -hmm. sucked you dry and also in devaluation they're also working on isolating you from everyone else so they'll yeah. take you away from your friends from your family you're not allowed to talk to this co-worker because i don't like them um, you can't go to this place here that, that brings you joy and appreciation. Um, you, it, it makes it so that you become a prisoner in your own life because right. the whole goal is 
to be able to seek the prime aims. And we can go into that a bit later. But um, once they have isolated you and they've drained you and they've abused you enough to the point where you are a shell of yourself, then that's when they will discard you and leave you for the next person that they will have already started that process and will effectively do the exact same thing. The cycle <laughs> never ends. Right. Now, mind you guys, this can be male, female, mother, father, co-worker, oh, supervisor. This can be any one. Um, mm -hmm. So where does it stem from? Like, uh, do narcissistic parents breed narcissistic children? Like, wh why is this person like this? Well, um, we'll take it back even further. Um, there was a Greek mythology story of a young boy named Narcissus. Um, okay. who fell in love with his own image at, mm. at a pool. And, mm. he, and he fell so much in love with his image that he rotted away and he died and effectively became the Narcissus flower. Um, but in order to bring it back into, keeping that in mind, bringing it back to where it, it comes from, there's been many studies that have theorized where it comes from. Um, some theories talk about the um, parental overvaluation. Um, in other words, believing that their child is more special and more entitled than others, um, okay. which in turn makes the children uh, internalize the parents' inflated views of themselves. Mm. So they'll give the hot, so they'll give their kids the highest form of praise and my son can't do any wrong. My daughter is the perfect person. Um, if anyone tries to correct them, no, 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 no. I'm going to go after you. You don't correct them, this, that, and other. So they never face any type of punishment or repercussions of things of what they do. And even if they do, it's mainly slap on the wrist type of behavior. Um, mm -hmm. But they'll have, obviously, they'll have, they'll give them the highest form of praise, but little to no punishment. Uh, but it can also act in another way, too, where the parents actually lack warmth and love, um, where they may express, um, a theory suggests that they may express little affection, appreciation, and positive effects towards them. Um, and as a result, the children might place themselves on a pedestal to try to obtain from others the approval that they didn't receive from their parents. From their parents. But, okay. but how, that, how that works against them is that they're never satisfied with themselves. And so they're gonna, they're gonna always need constant supply. They're gonna need constant admiration, appreciation. Everything that they do will revolve around getting those prime aims. And the prime aims are, uh, there's four of them. Uh, fuel, which is the most, it's the bloodline of what they need. They need fuel. And fuel mm -hmm. is basically an, an emotional response, whether it's positive or negative. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Uh, <laughs> the second, the second is they want character traits, uh, which are the acquisition of things from others to build and maintain a mass of admiration and superiority. So an example of a character trait is, let's say if someone goes out of town uh-huh. and they go and have all these elaborate experiences, they visit this city, they go to this town, they talk about the food, they talk about how long the flight was, so on and so forth, the things that they brought back, you know, the people that they talked to. And a normal conversation would be like, oh, okay, you know, that's, that's fantastic. And they might ask you questions about, you know, hey, how, how much did it cost? Where'd you stay? Things of that nature. And then they just leave it as that, you know, right. maybe wishing one day that they can go. Uh-huh. <laughs> They'll actually take that story and pass it off as if it was them. As if it was them. So true. Just so that it could be <laughs> looked at as if they were the ones that did it. Look at uh-huh. how how grand I am. I'm I went to this place. I experienced this. And they'll retell the whole story as if it was them. But they've never gone. They've never experienced any of those things. They just took those those uh, traits from you. Uh-huh. Um, the next is residual benefits. And that could be um, a lot of external things. Money, status, sex, connections. Um, you got a house. You got a job. You got a car. Um if you have skills, like if you're a nurse, okay, um, I get that residual benefit because you can take care of me. If you're a good cook, um, oh, hey, she's, he, he or she is cooking for me, um, things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the final thing, which is the ultimate result, is control, um, which is an act basically to keep you in line for their needs. Right, and they'll do anything in order to establish control. Anything, uh, anything, they, and yeah. they'll use anything too. They'll use people to control you. They mm-hmm. will, um, they will take and um, control you in, in other ways. They'll control you sexually by not um, having sex with you. They'll control you mm-hmm. by not talking to you. They'll control mm-hmm. you with their emotions. Um, whether right. they'll they'll guilt you or make you feel. Um, feel sad or or they'll lash out in anger with you just so that you can get back into your place they'll they'll take control of you financially mm-hmm. they'll to anything any and everything they'll use other people to do their dirty work um, so they'll tell other things to people all of these things are examples of what they'll use in order to be able to gain control over you right now let's delve into this a little bit like i've been doing my research on you know narcissism as well so Mm -hmm. are you familiar with or have you heard of like narcissistic rage oh absolutely absolutely okay Um, so let's talk about that a little bit (laughs) yeah yeah um to go into that um that actually will delve into um we can go into the effects after um someone separates because it can be talked about in there as well. Um, There's two ways that separation occurs, uh, whether you discard them or they discard you. Um, But to preface what narcissistic rage is, 
that is because that's an after effect of you causing them a narcissistic injury. So if you question mm. them on something or mm -hmm. whether you made them feel bad um, about something that they did, if you call something to their attention, you could be helping them out. You could be um, trying to help them to be on top of their game, but instead they see it as how dare you tell me anything. Tell me. Exactly. Tell me how I'm to on the right. How dare mm -hmm. you be smarter than me, have more than me, right. have a better position than me. So I'll so in turn they suffer a narcissistic injury because you injure their the mask, the image that mm -hmm. they put up of themselves. Right. And they have to take revenge on you. Mm -hmm. The Bible talks about never reprove a mocker lest you suffer an injury. Mm. So that's where that comes from. When you okay. when you correct them or tell them what it is that they've done or you you stand up for yourself, they have to do something. It, it could be blatant as throw a tantrum and start breaking the TV or or um, lash out and destroy things, or it can be subtle. It can be very subtle things like, hey, I'm going to um, take and do some stuff to something of what you have. I'm going to steal your stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use, I'm going <laughs> to, one person even got sick and said, yeah, well, I'm going to take the razor that you shave and I'm going to use it in other areas and mm -hmm. put it back. That's just, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my little mm -hmm. subtle way of getting right. back at you. You know, right. anything, you know, they'll yeah. take things from you. They will, um, they'll cause damage. They'll go into flat out just rage or insults or cutting you down or, or tearing you down in front of other people or, um, or different things of that nature, all mm -hmm. to be able to um, suffice for the fact that you hurt them in some way. And it does. And the thing is, is that it's not even necessarily what most normal thinking people would consider hurt. It's mm -hmm. I'm trying to help or assist, um, right. make you better. Mm -hmm. You know, in this in this you know specific avenue, or um, I I just want the best for you. You know, mm -hmm. it is usually not what most people <laughs> consider hurt, but that mm -hmm. is how the narcissist sees it as. Right. That's their right. perception. Absolutely, and it's because and no of the fact above, that you got something that they have. Right, and no one is. No one is above reproof. Everyone can use some constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. So for the narcissist to take it and blow it up to to that extent is just beyond me. Of <laughs> course. Beyond of me. Course. <laughs> of course. And that's because you know? that's because that it it affects their you have to understand they have very, very low self-esteem about themselves. And that's the thing that most people don't realize is that they, mm -hmm. that's where a lot of it stems from is that low self-esteem because they front and put on, 
like they exactly. all that. And they got it, exactly. they got it going on, and nothing can hurt them. And they this, they that, whatever, whatever. But in the back of what's going on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. low self esteem is the culprit. Absolutely, absolutely. I had I had a friend that was like that where I had I stood up to them because they they were they were dead wrong in what they did. Mm-hmm. And but because I didn't take the fake apology that they gave, because mm-hmm. I didn't stand for what it was that they did, then right. and and then what they tried to buy me off with didn't work. Uh-huh. They they ran off, and then because of that narcissistic rage. Now you may you may not see it. If you do see it, then you'll know what it looks like. But right. a lot of times you may not see it, but you'll mm-hmm. see maybe like aftermath things. So yeah, so they were so they ended up, because of what they did, and because I stood up and said no, enough's enough. Then they said, okay, well I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to block you. I'm going to make you feel bad because wait a minute you put a boundary up you Mm -hmm. stood up to me you Mm -hmm. challenged me some way and and you might have you might have discovered who i am so Mm -hmm. i gotta leave i gotta i gotta i gotta flip the script and make it seem like it was your fault and that's Mm -hmm. all designed to be able to have you to effectively say you need to forgive me but that, but that forgiveness uh-huh. means I want you to keep doing, keep getting what it is that I keep giving you and to brush it off as if it's nothing. Uh-huh. Right. And that's that fuel, that mm-hmm. constant need of either positive or negative. Attention. Exactly. 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 Here, here's a, here's a, a messed up example of that. Mm-hmm. Of, of the fuel of what you were talking about. Um, and I'll use a couple examples. Uh, okay. It's it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. And y- your day is coming up. It's a celebration of the time you were born. People are going to say, oh, well, you know, happy birthday to you. They're going to shower you with compliments and gifts. You know, girl, you got it going on. Uh, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. That praise isn't going to go to them all the focus <laughs> mm-hmm. is going to go on you because right. it's your day right. so they'll have to do something to sabotage that day so that your thoughts whether they're good thoughts or bad thoughts will be on them them so so mm-hmm. if so it could be in a negative way where they'll do something like start an argument or they'll be the ones to do something extravagant on a positive note Look at this, look at this fantastic necklace that I got you. And and it's encrusted with all these diamonds and things. It cost me about a couple grand or so. And so that you can be able to talk about how your boyfriend gave this to you. And uh-huh. oh, I love him so much. And he means so much to me because he did this. The admiration is on that person. The fuel is going to them. To them. You may, <laughs> right. You know, so the focus isn't on your birthday, is what this person right. did on your birthday. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. which props them up on that pedestal of look how great they are, look how important it is. 
Um, or another example is um, you have a funeral and you're obviously sad because this person meant something to you. Um, it meant a lot. They mm -hmm. see your tears and they say, how dare you give those tears? Those tears are wasted. Mm -hmm. You're giving those tears to somebody else. What I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to make fun of the way that you're crying. Mm -hmm. Instead or, of consoling you as the normal person should. Exactly. Why are you sitting <laughs> here crying? Why are you, um, you know, I don't see why. Look at the face you make when you do that. You look ugly when you cry um, mm -hmm. or or they'll or they'll start an argument um, about any old thing, whether it be that situation or something totally different. Also that now your anger and your tears are directed to them, which bring, which gives them fuel. Right. So whether it's positive or negative attention, it needs yep. to go to them and to not them. towards somebody else because they're thinking, okay, the tears that you're given, they don't need them. They're dead. Right. It's very shallow. It's very, it's very, you know, disrespectful, but mm -hmm. they don't, they don't, process feelings the way you feel they don't right. care except right. for what it is that they need oh hey this is a lot to unfold in <laughs> one <laughs> mental illness <laughs> absolutely absolutely and that's and that's exactly what it is but it's mm -hmm. not for it's not for people to run around um, pointing and saying, oh, well, this is who you are. This is what this is, this, that, and the mm -hmm. other. But mm -hmm. when you do see these things, then that's where um, that's where you have to take note of that. And that and that fuel and that rage is where when you get into getting ready to leave, you can see it manifest in various ways. Right. Right. Wow. That is crazy. So crazy. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump to the end of the cycle. Mm -hmm. What what's happening when a person decides I'm not taking this anymore? Mm -hmm. And you know, hey, I'm Mom, I understand that you're that you're like this or whatever, but I can't be around this energy anymore. It is mm -hmm. taking away from me, from my quality of life, from my mental health, and I need to just step away from this. What mm -hmm. happens when the person that is being, I'm going to say emotionally, emotionally abused, Okay. Mm -hmm. Use that term. Um, steps away from the narcissist. Uh, well, there's there's actually two ways that separation occurs. Okay. It's when when you leave them and when they leave you, and we alluded to it earlier. Um, right. You talked about when what you were just going into is when you leave them, or you instead of them discarding you, what we talked about mm -hmm. in the three phases earlier, right. when you wise up and say, okay, wait a minute. Something's not right here. Something's going on. I don't like the treatment. I don't like 
the way that I'm feeling. And like you said, I need to step away. Um, mm-hmm. I need to get, I need to get out. Um, mm-hmm. the, you are going to cause them that narc injury and that narcissistic rage. Mm-hmm. Um, now the problem comes in when, when you just say, okay, I'm stepping away. It's not a step away. You need to get out. You need to get out. Because, because a lot, because a lot of times the step away is, oh, well, I'll just do this um, just to try to, you know, try to make things work, or maybe they'll recognize what it is that I'm doing or this how important I am in their life. And that's that's the wrong way of going about it because that leads you into um, emotional thinking because now you're putting your emotions on the table instead of using your lo- your logic. Mm, um, okay. So when you so when you discard and when you get rid of it when you get out, um, whether you leave or whether you kick them out, um, the first thing there that will happen is because they already have a sense of how dare this person beat me or one up me or find out what's going on and leave uh whether you absolutely know for certain that this is what's happening or if you're not sure but you know you just need to go um the first thing they're going to do is because they need to get you back quick fast in a hurry because mind you you're a source of supply and that's all they see you as you're like an appliance to them that you can that you're brand new and you use it for a while. And then when they're done, they just put you on a shelf and forget about you until they want you back. Mm-hmm. And then they'll use it again for whatever they need and then put you back again. So the first thing they'll go into is stalking and harassment. Um, one, one trick that gets used in here is the friend card. Because mind you, um, they can't come at you with the, the love bombing the way that they did it. You know, you're so sexy. Right, so right. they can't say, oh, you're, you're so sexy, or um, they can't use the, um, the ooh, he fine, and all this, that, and other. They can't use that, because right. if they try to use that again, you're going to see it coming. Right. So, so what they have to do next is they have to try to play the friend card. You know, I'm just looking out for you. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, just I just want to be friends, and you mean that much to me, this, that, and the other. Um, but it's still love bombing. It's just a different angle of it. Right. Once and that's, you... that's one thing that one of my exes tried to do. Like when I mm-hmm. broke up with them the first, first out of three times, first time yeah. it was, they tried to make me feel small and, oh, I have to protect you. Mm-hmm. Like I could, like I just wasn't able to do anything for myself. Right. I have to protect you. I have to do this. I have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. The first time we broke up, I- I'm good. Exactly. You know, which brings so. me to which brings me to point number two: devaluation mm-hmm. and a Jekyll and Hyde form of hoovering. Hoovering mm-hmm. is is just like like the the Hoover vacuum. They have to hoover over you in order to try to suck you back in. So uh-huh. they'll so they'll they'll pop up all of a sudden at the job or they'll just happen to be at the same place, same time, or they'll they'll hit you up on social media, you know, DMing you or getting into, you know, getting into your inbox. Um, uh-huh. They'll text you. They'll call you randomly out of the blue. 
They'll drive by your place. Um, mm -hmm. Anything in order to to contact try your family to... members. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, when that doesn't work, and you'll see the Jekyll and Hyde hoovering. So one minute they'll approach you, and the next thing you know, they're the nicest person in the world. You can have an intelligent conversation with this person. And the very next conversation, they're starting an argument with you. Mm -hmm. All of this is designed to still keep you around, to still right. keep bringing you around that same cycle of abuse and there and which that's what they take you through. Um, the cycle of abuse is when it starts off and everything's normal, then all of a sudden something's done or something's said and the tensions escalate. Then mm -hmm. after that comes the big blow up where now there's the argument, there's the fight, there's the screaming, there's the we don't want to talk, this, that, and other. Then right after that, then there's the makeup, the I'm sorry. Then that's where there's the, the oh, well, let's take you out here. Let's do this. And then there's there's some nice gesture. There's, you know, there's the sex or there's the vacation or this, that, and the other. But, and then you get peace after that. But then, it comes right back around to that same cycle of abuse. Um, along the way, they are devaluing you, like you said. They're cutting you down. They'll tell you things like, you ain't, get, you ain't going nowhere, or um, there's no one else out there like me, or you can't do I'm it the without only one me. That or ever love you. I'm there the only you go. one that'll ever love you. No Absolutely. one will ever love you like me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, if that does, also what can occur is post breakup triangulation you uh -huh. you get away you get away from them and you call it done you're over with it you're through they need revenge because of course their egos are bruised uh -huh. so now all of a sudden if they, which by the way they've been grooming somebody behind the scenes this whole time um whether it's it's a lot is a lot of times very very subtle but it could be directed in your face now because of course they're going to take that mask off okay now i'm gonna show you exactly who i am so Vic. Mm -hmm. so next will be the new person so what they're going to do is they're going to do a triangulation thing they're going to have you and this new person as the people that are going back and forth at each other and they're benefiting from the positivity from them and the negativity from you. It all right. funnels back to them. So right. you see it like a funnel. It's one person here, it's the other person here, and it all funnels down to them. The last thing that'll happen is the smear campaign and threats. So mm -hmm. what they'll do is if they can't get back into your circle and you reject them and you um and you don't have anything to do with them anymore then now they'll try to smear your name or lie on you they'll even use they'll even use the truth or facts about you mm -hmm. but the intention of it is not to to help you it's so that it can further cut you down so that you can now stop um getting away from them you now have to come back to them to say, could you please stop talking about me? Could you please huh. stop um, spreading all these rumors? Or you're arguing with them about what you heard somebody else say. All of it comes back to 
you're paying them more attention again. And because uh -huh. you have this sense of justice about yourself, you're going to think emotionally. And what's your emotions telling you? I got to defend myself. I got to go run back and I got to prove my manhood or I got to or girl, you ain't about to do this to me. Um, so now you got to go jump bad at him, you know, whether it be uh -huh. arguing or whether you want to feel like now you got to fight, you got to take revenge, this, that and the other. But all it's doing is still providing them fuel even when you're gone. One thing to, to watch out for is the fake apologies with the intent of placing the blame back on you. Right. <laughs> yeah, those are funny. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because there's never an epiphany. Change is not an event. Mm -hmm. So they mm -hmm. so they'll try to come back with all oh, you know, they'll even try to say, Oh, you know what, you're right. Um, I I, I did this, this and other. But, but then a lot of times, a... right, right, mm -hmm. yeah, or, the, or they'll say things along the lines of, um, I don't know what I did to you, but I'm sorry, or they'll say, <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know exactly, exactly what you did, you know exactly, exactly of, did. of course, of course, they know they're not mm -hmm. stupid, that's just mm -hmm. a way to try to try to get you to come back, or mm -hmm. they'll say things like, I'm sorry if you misunderstood what it was that I said. Right. <laughs> you see the slick way of how that puts the blame on you and have no blame on them for what caused you to act the way that you did exactly. so now so now they can go and say well I said I'm sorry I don't understand why they won't forgive me that's mm -hmm. where forgiveness gets twisted because right. now they're, you're, you know, you're the bad person because you won't forgive because I said sorry but what they won't do is they won't take any responsibility for things of what they did. Because again, if they take responsibility, that takes them off of that pedestal that they've been putting themselves off of and brings themselves down to your level. And how dare they be at your level? Mm, mm, mm. So that that's if you get rid of them. It, it's a trip. Mm -hmm. yeah. But that's yeah. if you get rid of them. But if they get rid of you, Mm -hmm. then a lot of times you're not going to know what's going on. It's going to hit mm -hmm. you like a ton of bricks out of nowhere. You know? Oh, okay. Still having some of those same things of saying things like, I don't look good with you. And mm -hmm. you're sitting here mm -hmm. like, okay, wait a minute. What did <laughs> I do? Now you're sitting here looking within yourself in order to find out what you did, where in fact you did absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. They had somebody going on behind the scenes. It's just they can't be able to tell you about it. Because that means that now you got closure. Oh, because you know that that ends up being one of your um, one of your deal breakers. If right. you oh you find out that they got somebody else. Oh, I'm done with that. You got this, that, and the other. Now you got something on them. But when you mm -hmm. don't know, and you're having those feelings of abandonment or rejection or betrayal, or it's bringing about the pain of replacement. Um, all that pain is done intentionally because they've studied you. They know your innermost parts. And without care, they tell you indirectly that you are unacceptable. Mm -hmm. It also, it brings about low self-worth, um, psychological trauma to your attachment system, um, fear and trust issues and a fear of investing in others and inability to make decisions for yourself 
and you'll be questioning and wondering what could I have done or what did I do wrong? Um, it also leads to emotional thinking. Somehow, some way I'll win them back or I'll prove my love or um, I'll do this and they'll just, they'll, they'll see the error of their ways and they'll take me back. That's emotional thinking. That sets you up because that makes them have the door back to you cracked open. Yeah. Right. So when the other situations don't work out that they've been setting up the whole time, then they can always come back to you and pop up out of nowhere. It could be a ten year. It could be ten years down the line, and all of a sudden they just pop up out of nowhere. It could wow. be two weeks later, mind you. After they tore you down and called you all types of names and treated you like crap and said, you know, said some vile things that there's no taking back. They said all of that, but then the audacity of them to now turn around and say. Oh, hey, as if nothing happened. Right. <laughs> that's the arrogance. That's the that's the insolent pride the Bible talks about. Mm -hmm. um, there's also what's called fog. You get into fear, obligation, and guilt. Mm -hmm. Now you feel guilty because, of course, you're thinking that, man, if only I could have done this, if only I could have done that. Not right. realizing that nothing you, you can do is nothing that you can do to satisfy. Exactly, because they're nothing. insatiable. It's never right. enough. Right. And and if the and if you come back, then now their mindset is you're the fool. Mm. Because mm -hmm. I've been lying to you this whole time and you've been accepting a lie. Because they, they know they're lying to you. They have to lie. It's their mm -hmm. it's in their nature. Anything that comes out of their mouth is a lie. Mm-hmm. Even the truth that they tell you, the intent of it is to lie. Mm -hmm. You know, so if they so if they all of a sudden out of nowhere because they like to gather information and use it in order to diffuse situations where um, they're the heat's on them, then they might talk about, oh, well, this happened in my childhood and and um, it made me feel some type of way. And I've been holding it in ever since. Yeah, that might have been a true statement, but why are you bringing that up now? It's because I've been getting on you because of the fact of you've done something or you said something or you treated me some type of way and I'm bringing it to your attention. But mm -hmm. you don't want to focus on that. You instead want to you want to divert the attention over to this thing that's trying to make you be emotional or feel sorry for them. You know, they'll go into all of a sudden, well, my ex-wife cheated on me a long time ago um, right. and I've been hurt and crushed ever since. But little do you realize that they were the ones that were driving them to do things in the first place. Not saying that cheating on a person is right or wrong. But right. what I'm saying is that right. um, they'll only tell you the side of the story that makes them look good. They won't tell that makes what them they look did. Good. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So yeah, right. so that's what happens when um, when you are discarded by them or when uh, they are discarded by you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Woo. <laughs> it's a lot of information. It's, it's a Woo. lot. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Yes, it is. And what do you feel is something that a person 
can do to help them, I guess, basically recover from this type of experience. And I say experience, okay. like I said, um, you know, you can have parents that are narcissists. You can have friends that mm-hmm. are narcissists, um, co-workers, supervisors, mm-hmm. even though, you know, we did kind of mostly talk from a relationship type um, of experience, but it can mm-hmm. be any form of relationship. Um, mm-hmm. I know that one thing that helped me was actually <laughs> going to counseling. That mm-hmm. helped me a tremendous amount. And it is something that I knew that I knew that something was wrong when I even felt that I needed counseling while I'm in this relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because to me, I felt like I felt like I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. I felt like this person is telling me one thing, but I'm like, I know I didn't say that. <laughs> I know I didn't. That wasn't the experience. I know that, but they would control and manipulate the scenario. Mm-hmm. And it will make me question. And even towards the end, when I did start uh, counseling, the person was very upset and angry even about that. Why are you telling this stranger about all of our business and or all of mm-hmm. your, your your business? It's not even our business. It's your right. business. Because right. he was because he wasn't even there to even know what we were talking about. So mm-hmm. um you're you're supposed to confide in me. I'm supposed to be your all in all. Huh? <laughs> you right. know, there was a lot of isolation um mm-hmm. that this person imposed upon me when I was in that situation. So mm-hmm. um yeah, so what are some things a person can do to help? recover from those type of experiences uh to preface this um you can't heal while you're still in prison ah amen (laughs) true you can't because because the guards are always going to put you back in your place (laughs) that is very true so you can attempt to try to heal. You can attempt to try to do these things. Um, but eventually you're going to have to leave. Now, mm-hmm. it depends on whether you have been discarded or whether they have discarded you. If mm-hmm. they've discarded you, um, then yes, you, you definitely need counseling. Counseling helps both ways, one way or another, because... Um, when you've been discarded, then all the feelings of what we've talked about earlier, it, it really, really, it messes with you. Um, where mm-hmm. here you are, you're trying to separate the things that were, that were you from the toxicity that they added to it. 
So you're trying to get this out of because they might have they might have helped you with some type of advice or been there when a person passed away or they were there to help you to achieve um, a certain thing. Um, so you have those memories that are attached and mm-hmm. you're like, OK, well, how could this type of person abuse me? And if you're not careful, you can be gaslighting yourself because what you'll actually do is you'll take and forget about all the bad stuff right. and just focus and, on the good stuff. Right. And, and glorify and romanticize the good, which is and not that'll, good. And that'll bring you right back into right. their clutches because right. you're not using logical thinking. So counseling right. is a big step um, that is necessary. Um, mm-hmm. You need someone to pour your heart out to. You need someone that's going to help you to wade through the gunk and muck and mire of what you have taken in. Um, Scripture talks about bad company ruins good morals. So what you've actually been around was all of what they are and it's gotten inside of you. But in reality, they've taken all the best parts of you. You know, they've, Uh they've gotten, they've gotten your, you know, their friend, your friends are now their friends. So they got Mm -hmm. cool with them. Um, If you introduce them to, let's say, a restaurant or a a dentist office or a, um, you know, to or to some type of connection um, that you go to, that's theirs now, Mm -hmm. you know. So so they've started taking things away from you, taking your life, taking your essence of you and leaving you with all of who they are. That's like the transfer of what we talked about with Jacob and Esau. Mm-hmm. So um, so you need help in order to be able to get you back because you don't even right. know who you are anymore. Um, right. Because right. your identity has been them. Mm-hmm. When you had an identity, but you didn't know, you didn't know what your identity was. So you search for somebody else to tell you what your identity is. So now here you are, you're, you can't even make a decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, without, man, you know, I need them to tell me that I could do this. Or I need them to um, show me that I'm doing a good thing for myself. So you've lost mm-hmm. your sense of you. And you need help getting that back. You need help being stronger with that. Um, Which ties it to um, how to actually get out. Um, Because, and and like you said before, this this isn't just a relational situation. This could be happening on your job. Um, Mm -hmm. So it all depends on what you're getting out of. Um, If it is a job situation where you have a boss or an employee that is constantly... um, doing a smear campaign to other um, other people above you and they've got this sense of, um, well, this is how this person is because you have gifts and talents and intelligence and they don't have it. So in mm-hmm. essence, they're going to try to make you feel bad on a job. Um, right. Now, now it gets totally different if it's a relationship at the job. It, it's a totally different dynamic because now you're going to have that person um, constantly making everything hard on you, 
um, trying to, um, you know, trying to make you feel bad um, that you got away or that they've moved on and all these other different things. So right. you need, so you, you're going to have to leave that job. It might, mm -hmm. it might hurt that you've been there a period of time. She might have to go in order to get a sense of peace because they're not going to have any peace. Um, they're going to make, they're going to make your life a living hell. While peace you're is there. powerful, honey. It, exactly. Is powerful. <laughs> and, so, and sometimes, and sometimes you got to pay for peace. Yes, um, sometimes you do. Yes. You know, so you may mm -hmm. need to change your phone number. You may need mm -hmm. to, um, you may need to relocate. You may need to, mm -hmm. um, to distance yourself. Um, <laughs> the, but there's three phases to how to get out. Um, the first is discovery. You got to recognize you're going through abuse to begin with because you can't give medicine right. to somebody that don't even believe that they're sick. Right. So you've got to, you've got to recognize you're going through abuse and call it what it is. It's a call it what it is, right? Yeah. Be careful mm -hmm. because gaslighting, blame shifting, and facade management can have you thinking that you're the problem, and that if you try harder to prove your love, that they'll change. Mm -hmm. So you right. have to be mindful of the fact that you know. Of course, they're going to hoover you. They're going to try to bring you back in. You know. Mm -hmm. So they've got to go overboard. All of a sudden, they'll remember how to treat you. All right. of a sudden, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll do all the stuff you've been asking them to do. They'll listen to you. They'll talk to you. Hey, you guys want to bring the Lord into it? Oh, we'll read the Bible and this, that, and the mm -hmm. other. Anything mm -hmm. to drop that guard again. And then right. once you're right back in, you're back into the cycle of abuse. Um, you do have to seek counseling, educate yourself once they, uh, once the counselor gives, tells you that this is what you've gone through. Um, mm -hmm. it could also lead to, uh, something called complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, so be on the lookout for that. They might talk to you about things of that nature. Um, you also have to strengthen yourself spiritually. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know the, the lord the lord can be able to heal you from your wounds yes. um he's close to yes. the broken heart so you need to um people people don't place enough value on how much um how much god can be able to make an impact on bringing you back stronger than you were um so being true. able to heal you from those internal wounds because the, the wounds that they leave may not be external. Right. Be exactly. Exactly. It could be 12, it could be 12 noon outside, bright, hot, you mm -hmm. know, temperatures of a hundred degrees, the brightest mm -hmm. day, the hottest day ever. And it could seem like it is dark, like it's pitch black, like it's midnight. So true. So been you there. have to, exactly. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us have been there at some point in time. I've experienced mm -hmm. that, you know, within myself. So, mm -hmm. um, so being able to have, uh, people spiritually pour into you, um, yeah. help you to get through a, um, to get through tumultuous times spiritually to, to pour into you because so much has been taken out of you. So much has been, uh, ripped apart from you. Um, your heart has been severely damaged. And you don't even believe that you can be able to ever trust again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you don't you don't want to be around men or you don't want women anymore. You'd be like, man, that's it. I'm done. I don't want to be around anybody. Right. That hurts you because now you isolate yourself. And deep down, you're really wishing that you can have that connection. But you don't even know if you can put yourself out there like that because of the love that you gave uh, mm-hmm. before. So mm-hmm. um, so those are some things with the discovery phase. The next step is to take action. You got to either get out or get them out. If there's mm-hmm. kids involved, uh, you got to take them too. Um, mm-hmm. You got to have a plan of action. You need a safe mm-hmm. place. Um, right. You got to pack um, trusted friends or family. You have to watch because sometimes they can have flying monkeys, which that's mm-hmm. a term from the Wizard of Oz. Uh, right. The Wicked Witch of the West had the flying monkeys that did the bidding. So they mm-hmm. can have your they can have your own parents do the bidding. They can have friends, co-workers, associates, um, random people that you don't even know about because <laughs> they'll know all your friends, but you don't know any of theirs. Right. So they'll have people right. trying to spy on you and this, that, and the mm-hmm. other in order to keep you in that sense of control, in order mm-hmm. to even control the situation so that, right. hey, um, I get to I get to make this out as if I'm the bad person, so I got to tell everybody else about, well, yeah, something's wrong with them. I don't know what's going on with them. We used to be cool, but we're not anymore. And I don't know what's wrong with them, so on and so forth. Um, you, um, you also going to need some money. You're going to need to get some, get some funds together. Do what you got to do. Sometimes, sometimes that may not be possible, but you just, you saw that may have to be on the back burner. But you definitely need people at this time, friends or family. Um, maybe people at church um, that can stand with you to mm-hmm. really get in and help you through some things. Right. Um, and on a side note, if you are going to go to counseling, um, counselors are a big help. But if you are going to talk to people um, spiritually, whether it be a pastor or a deacon or minister and things, mm-hmm. you really want to be able to talk to someone that's rooted in the Holy Spirit uh, because they're going to need wisdom and discernment in order to be able to tell what stuff that you're going through. Because right. the last thing that you want to do is you don't want to just dismiss it or to just say, okay, well, um, you need to love your you need to love right. your husband or <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta love your wife and this that you and gotta other. take and, this abuse. Exactly. Because, right. Because what'll happen is they'll end up indirectly um triangulating with the abuser and mm-hmm. send you right back into the same situation now your mm-hmm. trust is is even more tarnished because right. this is someone who's supposed to be a representative right. of the lord who right. has sanctioned the abuse so now mm-hmm. you're thinking okay god wants me to endure abuse which that is 100% false 100% yeah 100% um, you, so you also may need to involve law enforcement. That's a lot of times people don't want to have law enforcement in place because of the mm-hmm. fear, because of, well, no, 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 I don't, I don't want uh, no type of problems or I don't want this and the other. It, it's, it's conditioning. It's fear. Uh, mm-hmm. Law enforcement can step in and do things that you may not be able to do. Now, be mindful mm-hmm. because sometimes they can be smart enough to to charm their and disarm their way out of police, judges, um, lawyers, mm-hmm. um, 
anybody that has some type of authority, which uh -huh. brings to you got to have documentation of everything they've done, they've said, uh -huh. or that they or ways that they've treated you. You have to do that for yourself yeah. because they're going to try to gaslight you. They're going to try to make you out to be the crazy person. So you're going to right. need documentation um, right. of everything what they do. You need date, time, and and a summary of the conversation things. Mm -hmm. um, so you need that stuff for yourself when you are getting out and taking action. Have a place where you can be able to go and stay. Um, forgiveness, they're going to want to try to, well, you just need to forgive. Forgiveness isn't for them. It's for you. Right. Right. They use for they use forgiveness as a tool to say, um, don't pay attention to the stuff of what I did. Um, this is a way of getting back in. There's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Forgiveness mm -hmm. is for you to be healed from the trauma and the things of what's going on so that you don't take revenge, go do to them what they did to you. Right. Uh, that's where that's where forgiveness comes into play for mm -hmm. that because obviously none of us are perfect and we've done things to other people right which they try to they try to use that against you however right. forgiveness is not grounds for reconciliation because uh -huh. just because i forgive you and just because i won't take revenge uh or try to slander you or expose you for who you are and this that, and the other that doesn't mean that i have to stay in the abuse it's like right. it's like a woman um just because someone sexually abuse you it doesn't mean that you have to go back to around the same person to go mm -hmm. through it again no mm -hmm. that's that's out because they haven't shown you any long-term evidence of that they're sorry they don't even believe that they did it they'll they'll right. lie they'll 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 talk about what they did but they don't believe mm -hmm. it was them you know they'll say oh well it was this entity or it was this certain other thing or you know well you know you made me do it or that's not how this happened or or they'll mm -hmm. even conveniently forget right so so that's the action phases um the the last and most important phase is you got to stay out because <laughs> how many times yeah. have people yeah. left but then all of a sudden either through your own emotional thinking mm -hmm. or from them conning you and making you believe otherwise. And now you go right back to them. Right. So you need to stay out. Um, mm -hmm. You need boundaries. Um, you have to, in other words, you got to be strong with your no and don't compromise. Mm -hmm. they'll, be, they'll be the type of person that will say, well, I need to, I need to borrow your car and you'll say no, but you'll, you'll kind of half it and won't really, you know, be strong with. So yeah, no, I don't think so. Now you got to give an explanation as to why you <laughs> said no in order to try to, you know, appease mm -hmm. their feelings, but then right. they'll, but they don't brush past that. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to borrow your car. I'm going to drive it. I'm going to run out the full tank of gas. You got, I'm not going to wash it. I'm not going to, you know, clean the inside. I'm going to make it a mess. It's going to have so many different repairs and this, that, and the other. And by the way, I'm going to park it at my house. And you got to find a ride to come get it. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
be strong with your no and don't and you don't offer them explanations as to why you're doing this because right. that's where the argument comes in so that they right. can try to maneuver their way back leave right. up most of the time don't even tell them why you leave it don't even let them know you leave it just leave mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get clear get far away you may have to cut social media you may have to like again change your number whatever you got to stay out um you have to sometimes you need restraining orders and the courts again bringing law enforcement into the situation mm-hmm. um the main thing you need is what's called no contact. You got to cut off all forms of communication because you're going to be left in a state of wanting validation. You're going to need to have closure. 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 You're going to want you're going <laughs> to want closure that they're not going to give you. Closure. Yes. Mhm. So <laughs> you have to give yourself closure. Mhm. Because Closure, normal closure is, okay, they've moved on with somebody else or they're moving away or they got married and this, that, and the other, but they're not going to tell you that they've been cheating on you this whole time or they've been setting up and talking to other people because they're they're crafty at that. So mm-hmm. that's what cracks the door open. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe this, maybe that. And then they're going to try to hoover you again. No, you got to be the one to slam the door. You got to mm-hmm. be the one to take control of the narrative. It's over. It's done. You're not coming back anymore. We're not doing this. It's done. Right. And that's it. You don't talk to them. You don't say two words. You don't have anything to say. Why? Because they're not going to care. All they're going to do is try to play games with you. So no. Mm -hmm. Another key, sometimes you may have to move. You may need to get a new job. Um, You may need to cut off some of your friends that are still trying to either bring them up or talk about, well, they were a good woman, or they were a good man, this, that, and other, <laughs> but they don't know the abuse of what you suffered. So they're, right. they're hurting you in the process. So if they can't right. respectfully um, be in your corner and not want to bring that stuff around, you may have to distance some of your friends and family, too. It may mm-hmm. hurt because this is somebody that you trusted in this, that, and other, but that says a lot about who they are. It also right. says a lot about who you are if you accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, one important thing, do not go stalking them on social media trying to find out what they're doing. Just don't. <laughs> you got to cut them off until outside and you got to yep. cut them off on the inside because you know you're going to want justice. You're going to want that closure. They know that too. So mm-hmm. they're going to have the pictures on the social media showing their new vacation. Hey, look at me. I'm reading my Bible and baking brownies. Um, <laughs> I, I took this, um, you know, I'm hanging with my guys and, you know, I'm lifting, I'm doing it. And you're thinking in your mind because you're emotionally thinking and attached to it. Oh, man. Well, they must be doing really good without me. You want to come back. They know that. A tip. The cleanest social media page is usually the most scandalous person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you don't see nothing. You don't this, that, and other. Man, they can have multiple social media pages. There you go. So you see this one. They put that out there. That's the that's the good one. That's the one where, you know, oh, well, hey, look at my image. 
they got dating profile sites and apps. Um, they on every single, um, you know, form of social media possible. You know, they've got emails. They've got, you know, other phones. They got all this, that, and the other. Right. Stop, stop trying to look for them and cut that off too. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll be able to heal internally because what will happen is now you'll see something and now all of a sudden you're wanting them back. Now you're thinking about the good times. Now you're this, that, and the other. So stay off of their social media pages. If they try mm-hmm. to come on your social media page, block them. Right. Get off of social media, get an all-new page, whatever the case may be. Um, if they continue to stalk you, then you'll have to take it to um, take it, you know, then you may have to get into um, legal matters. Law enforcement, um, right. Yeah. Um, so what do you do when it's your family member? Let's, you know, like this is your mom. You know, she always got something to say, always gaslighting you, always negative, always just trying to start an argument. Unfortunately, I, I've come across some women who... Their moms, they're, they feel like they're in competition with their moms. Like that, exactly. That is so. Exactly. That is so horrible to me. Um, mm-hmm. you know, to see that and hear that from you know young women who their moms they are in competition with them. Right. You know, your right. mom is supposed to be in your back corner. Your mom is supposed to be, you know, your you the the woman that you are able to talk to and i think that's one of the reasons why so many females aren't able to have healthy relationships with other females other mm-hmm. healthy friendships with other females because that one person that one female that was supposed to show them how to be a friend is their frenemy mhm so how do you deal with, you know, a, a narcissistic parent, maybe? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to love people from a distance. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on if you stay there or not. Um, if you're old enough to move out on your own, you got to move out. Yeah. Um, you do have to still establish boundaries for yourself. You still need to you still need to get a chance to know and learn about who you are mm-hmm. um, and be careful that you don't try to take on the same things to try to hurt other people. Um, right. A lot of times you'll have mothers and fathers um, who will be living out second childhoods. Um, mm-hmm. In the case of, in the case of a mother, um, a mother daughter situation, you may have someone that they, that they, they have a new boyfriend, but the daughter is old enough where, and they might have developed a certain way. So now they're mm-hmm. in competition because they fear that, wait a minute, this new guy could might be looking at my daughter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is the, this is the new person. This is the, you know, this is this, that and other. Now, again, you know, we we ain't talking about underage and this, that, and other. That's of just, course, that's, right. that's disgusting. Um, right. And as that, that's without explanation, that that's just nasty right. and wrong. And we're not advocating mm-hmm. none of that at all. Right. Um, right. But 
you have a lot of people that are insecure within themselves. So they will, they'll even use the kids to tear down the kids in order to make the, the new guy see them, you know, they'll do all this other things to mm-hmm. see them, you know, mm-hmm. they'll put the, they'll put the kids out just to be able to be around this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hurts. Um, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, sometimes fathers can do that as well, um, mm-hmm. where they'll take and, um, they'll paint themselves up in a certain image. Um, they'll keep, um, they'll talk about how, um, the mother's no good, or they'll talk about how, oh, you know how your mother is and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but lo and behold, they're not telling you about all the stuff that they're doing to them. Right. Now it has you grow up thinking, oh, wow, wait a minute. You know, then mm-hmm. when you see the, when you see the, the mask slip on them, you're shocked when you find out, well, wait a minute, you told me this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you, now, where did all this come from? So it's, right. so it's hard dealing with, uh, with those dynamics as well. Um, so the same rules apply. Um, you will have to distance yourself from your parents. Um, when you confront them one-on-one and it doesn't work, and then you try to then take it to the level of having uh, two or more witnesses to try to talk about the situation and that still doesn't work, um, then eventually you got to go. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it's a hostile situation where you don't even need to be trying to explain yourself. You mm-hmm. just need to get out. Right. You need to get out. You need to go. Um, right. And, and that's for the older, older people, um, you know, who are, yeah. Yeah. you know, still living. Children that are of adult like age. That. Yeah, exactly. Children, children exactly. Yeah. You got you got to get out and live your own life. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow, man, we have unpacked a lot. <laughs> yeah, and and that's and that's a general like overview. Yeah. There's tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah, there's so much that um, when you when you begin to educate yourself, you find out the mindsets you find out um you find out the the way that a narcissistic parent operates you find out how they operate on the job you find out what happens and what are the definitions of certain things um and how it applies then you start taking it back and saying well wait a minute okay i I, I went through that with this person and oh wait a minute I saw that with this and this that, and the other so now you start recognizing it within your yes. own um yes. your own life and so now you're saying yes. to yourself okay you want to you want to get out of things that you might have experienced within yourself when you start doing that you're going to realize and this is a this is a personal like an internal thing mm-hmm. when you start putting up boundaries for yourself and becoming stronger. Don't be upset when you realize that there are people, whether they are associates or whether they're very, very close to you that do not like the new you and they benefited from the old you, Mm -hmm. the you that didn't know the you that was gullible, that was just innocent it's going to be hard understanding that there's people that you put your trust in or people that, that you care about that will be only about themselves. 
you'll have to distance yourself in order to be able to have some semblance of peace, in order to be able to recover and heal and to be able to move forward in life. Right. And I want to put this disclaimer out there. Um, A lot of people kind of feel that a person may experience narcissistic abuse because they're weak. And a lot of times it's not even that. This could be a Mm -hmm. very strong person, you know, very strong personality. Um, A narcissist does not just seek a weak person. So don't, Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to think that if they've experienced this, this is them being weak. You're not, you're not weak. And oftentimes it's, it's the opposite because as Lorenzo was saying earlier, they have low self-esteem. So they're trying to get something from you. Mm -hmm. They see something in you that they want. Absolutely. So absolutely. And they'll either try to find a way to um, get it for themselves or try to shun you for it. Right. Yeah. But they know, they know that you're a good person. Um, They seek out good people. Um, You know, that's how you know that you're, someone that has worth and value it's just because you may not recognize what it is that you have yet mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you you won't have any way of putting value to it because you don't you may know that you are a strong person but you mm-hmm. may not have any you may not have strength in other areas you may not have spiritual strength you might not have any right. emotional strength because right. of traumatic experiences so right. they'll play off of that. But exactly. um, yeah, so rest assured that um, you are a you're a good you're a good person. Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I so enjoyed this conversation. This was just like a conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was just like a conversation. So mm-hmm. in conclusion, thank you so much, Lorenzo. Hey, not a problem. I, I appreciate you having guest. me on the on the podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Definitely loved it. And to my listeners, listen, you got this. You can do it. If that is distancing yourself, getting out, getting away, you got this. You can do it. As the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Absolutely. So um, you you were not made to accept abuse. That's Mm -hmm. physically, emotionally, spiritually. You were not made or put on this earth to experience abuse and and, or put up with it or just (sighs) be a victim of it. Absolutely. I want you to do what you need to do for your health, mental, physical, emotional health. Do what you need to do, whatever that is. Do what you need to do to be healthy. So we're going to see you next week, all. I love you. Have a great day. Thank you.